well, 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 welcome back to another episode of the TagCast. I am your host, Fenrir765, and I get to be blessed, get to be fascinated by the man that just gives me the soothing voice that just puts me to sleep at night when I dream and dream and dream. It's because you're dreaming about how excellent the Borderlands 2 movie is going to be. The Borderlands 2 movie? Oh, we're going to the sequel yeah, because, now. Yeah, because Borderlands 1 is going to be so good that they're going to make a sequel. That sounds right. That sounds right. You know, you. I think you yeah. hit the nail on that. I mean... Yeah, exactly. I'm it, never wrong. Dude, I mean, it's nuts. It, <laughs> do you, like, I don't know. For a while, it just seemed like every book was becoming a movie every TV show or into a TV show or whatever. Right. And now it seems like the, the hot thing is to capitalize on video games into movies, right? You got super Mario brothers coming out here in a couple weeks or in a month, really you have, um, obviously the borderlands movie. I mean, you have halo, the TV show, last of us TV show, like all these video games are now getting, you know, live action adaptations, and I guess Mario's not live action, but you get my point. It seems to be coming in spades now with these adaptations. I just saw like a quick little blurb that Dead by Daylight is going to get a movie through like the uh, Bloomhouse. And, you know, yeah, that, I heard about that. <laughs> so it's like, uh, really? Like, I'm, I mean, I'm sure you could make it happen, but like, isn't. Didn't like Dead by Daylight kind of get its, you know, a lot of play from people who were just enjoying uh, being able to live out there, you know, Freddy Krueger, right. uh, Jason right. Voorhees, you know, fantasies. So, you know, it's just stuff like that, like, is going to be interesting to see how they do with that. I guess Borderlands movie was standing. I guess let's just throw this out here. What's. Oh yeah, we have Gears of War. That that one of your favorite franchises and mine as well. But I could see that working. I'm I'm not I'm not like you know I know that that Dave Bautista is like you know wants to be Marcus Phoenix. I don't exactly see him in that role. Um, but I could see a Gears of War movie working. But it could also fall into the same trap that the Resident Evil series has fallen into, which is not any good movies. So. Uh, I guess we'll wait and see. Well, hold on. Did you not enjoy the first one? What, Resident Evil movie? Yeah. It was okay, but it wasn't like the game at all. It wasn't like, why do they keep like trying to change what the story is? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm a diehard Resident Evil game series fan. So, I mean, it, um, it definitely didn't match the story very well, but. You know, if you can look I mean, at it was a, it was a decent movie, I'll tell you that the first one. Even the second one was okay. They just this quality slowly slips as you get to three, four. Like it just yeah, got weirder and weirder. I mean they I gave up I think after three or four. I stopped watching them. I don't even know. I, but I did watch that Return to Raccoon City because I was like, Oh, it looks like they're actually adapting like the game storyline, which they sorta of did, but man, is it not really great, really low budget kind of a thing. Well, that's uh, that, I didn't watch it, but that was a bummer to hear about it. I do know that there are plenty of great franchises 
out there, but I worry about them adapting them into a movie for some of the same reasons, you know, there's like the, the rumored or the, the rights or whatever is purchased, I believe by Amazon, like the mass effect stuff. Um, you still have the, uh, shoot. There's another, there's several PlayStation IPs horizon, I think, uh, forbidden West and, um, whatever the other one's called, uh, but uh, whatever that they're getting ad- adapted as well. So mm-hmm. I, I guess like what's one property that you absolutely love that may not have any kind of, I guess, live adaptation already out there that you would not want to see done. Like you for all, like if you could write a blank check to say, do not make this into a movie of any kind or a TV show of any kind. What's the property that you would hold hang your hat on for that? Mm. Yeah. For a gaming property? Yeah. Oh man, Finn. Um I know. They've already Hit. they've already ruined so many. Um <laughs> <laughs> I think Legend of Zelda. Like don't just don't. Just don't even try. Don't. <laughs> I think that's I think that is a solid yeah, that works. Yeah, I I can get behind Mainly that. Mainly because it's such a, um, you know, the character, your character that you play in that game never really talks or quite interacts. Like he's, you know, because he's supposed to be you, but he doesn't interact with the world. Almost like um, what's his name in Metro, but Link's even more of a of a um cypher you know yeah all right yeah i think that is a i mean they've done like animated shows right with that well they they did it was pretty bad (laughs) yeah in the 80s that was it i will always remember the like was in the super mario brothers super show the april fool's joke that they like somebody did like a full production like trailer for the movie Oh jeez. Yeah, I'll have to see if to dig that up somewhere. I mean, you know, it's on YouTube, obvious somewhere. But that was something I can't remember who did it, but it was it was well done. Like everybody was just wilding out about it. It was crazy. I don't like I you you. I think you kind of hit the big one for me. Like never don't do a Legend of Zelda movie. Like that makes a hundred percent sense for me. You know, I can't. Think- yeah, I mean. I think a lot of like those old Nintendo properties would that haven't been turned into full movies. You know, like Mega Man, that'd be great to not do. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to think about it. But yeah, you know, we are going to get that Borderlands movie at some point, though, sir. So anyways, we are the tag cast. That was a long intro, long sidebar. But we are the TagCast. TheAdultGamer.com is where you can find us and our Discord community. We have all sorts of people chatting about video games. Excited for a lot of things coming out here soon. So lots of conversation happening in the Discord. So come join us there. But sir, what have you been playing lately? Because it, me and you really haven't connected uh, in a while. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, I've actually been... Goofing around on Borderlands 2, I I've only beaten that game 
with one character like a million times on all the difficulties and like max level them. So I was like, uh, and I'd messed around with some others and I was just kind of goofing around with the Gunzerker and having a lot of fun. But that's kind of like just something I do when I'm goofing around. Uh, Diablo 3 season 28 is up and I've been playing that, having some fun with some guys. Uh, still playing Modern Warfare 2 slash Warzone season 2. Um, good stuff. Uh, I'm working on my Resident Evil 2 remake Claire playthrough because I never I never did the Claire playthrough. I just did Leon's playthrough last year and uh, I'm getting excited for the Resident Evil 4 remake that's coming out in two weeks from today. Um, I also picked up the Resident Evil 8 expansion was on sale this week. Finally, I've been waiting forever, so I'm going to play through that. And finally, I picked up the Castlevania expansion for Dead Cells. Um, I really like it, but damn it, it's tough, just like Dead Cells is, and there are moments where I get a good run going, and then I die, and I'm just like, it just makes my blood boil a little bit, and I'm like, ah, oh, the joys I, I really feel like a, a rogue light is almost a shmup in disguise as a platformer. Yeah. It's like a shmup where you only have one life. <laughs> that, you know, it's very true. I mean, you get obviously every roguelite is very different from each other, but yeah, you kind of can make things a little bit simpler for you as you play with them by obviously upgrading things as time goes on. But I don't you, especially in Dead Cells, you never feel like you're overpowered to in the early areas where I feel like some roguelites you feel like you're pretty strong going into it early on and it's just like getting to the later levels like you just keep advancing yourself further and further but you have to run through all the early stuff again there are some shortcut things you can do um in the main game but i look forward to trying the castlevania return to castlevania dlc when they announced that i was just no dude i freaked out because oh, it was, uh, it was i really wild. like dead cells i i still haven't beaten it um, oh yeah because it frustrates me uh, but I really like the game, and I think now maybe with the um, Castlevania, you know, add-on, maybe I'll uh, suffer through a little bit more. Although today I I I, I got pretty angry. I was <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I I was just playing a little bit of Dead Cells before the show. I didn't try start the Castlevania thing yet, but. I got to a part where I was just like in a zone of doing what I was doing and killing things, but I wasn't paying attention to my health at all. And one, yeah, one guy hit that's me. That's exactly what happened to me. And I was like, son of a fucking bitch. Yeah, just a regular <laughs> old zombie. He just gave me a nice little tap and I died. And I was like, wait, I had full health. There is no way, <laughs> you know? So yeah, I, uh, that game, that game's wild. I, it, it's an amazing game. Motion Twin did a great job with it, and and I, oh, I yeah, now. the movement, the animations, oh, yeah. the combat, the thing that, the thing that, if you're a Castlevania fan, and you are listening to this, and you've never played Dead Cells, but you're a huge Castlevania fan and you want to play this, just be prepared that Dead Cells is a lot more combat oriented. Like you, yeah. you gotta learn the patterns. You gotta roll. You gotta dodge. You gotta pay attention to that stuff. Like Fam was saying about your life bar, because the minute you don't and you die, it's wipe, and you're starting to run over again, and then you're just like blood boiling. Um, 
it's very different from playing the regular series Castlevania games. Not that those weren't hard, but you know the the combat in Dead Cells is a little bit more um, interactive. I would say yeah. it's more action and fluid, whereas yeah, I feel like with cat, you know, like the Castlevania style games, similar to it, were kind of more about timing and placement, like putting yourself in the right position. Whereas this one is just about like keeping yourself moving, keeping yourself attacking, but being mindful of everything going on around you. Um, Yeah. I've been toying around with dead cells again, but, and every now and then lately I've been falling off the cod train. So I, I jump in there every once in a while, but with all the new releases, especially on game pass, I've enjoyed, you know, Hi-Fi Rush finally rolled credits on it. Definitely a contender for Game of the Year. I can see it. It's for me. It, it's fantastic. You know, we talked about it last episode. Some of the levels and parts of the game gets a little long. I wish that they would have tightened it up a little bit more. But in the end, I had a blast. I had fun. The story was, you know, engaging enough and. I enjoyed it and I had a I really had a good time with it. I it's beautiful too. And the music, oh, music's great. Then Atomic Heart came out, you know, the game from that studio out there in uh I believe it's a Russian studio. Um but you know, lots of things going on with that game uh you know, all over the internet, but the main thing is it's a beautiful game. Absolutely beautiful, very uh well polished in terms of a lot of things but god the writing is terrible i <laughs> i've heard that <laughs> it's like bad 90s writing it's just it's not even cheesy it's just it's bad i mean there's a vending machine that you purchase uh your upgrades from and it's like a sex crazed ai inside of it and it it's annoying. Like I don't want to go buy things from the vending machine because of how just over the top and it is like, it doesn't chill out at all. Um, and the melee combat is a little rough on the game, but the gun plays okay. And there's just, I don't know. I got to the first part of the open world and then Wolong came out, which is what I've been spending all my time with since. So, I don't know if I'll go back to Atomic Heart. I'll maybe give it another shot. But we've talked about it before on the show. We've talked about it. And and people have been talking about it on the Discord server. Just when the game gets too big and open, if I'm not interested in it or I'm losing interest in it in the more isolated areas, I'm not going to go back and dive too far deep into it. And I don't want to have to explore and do a whole bunch of things. I just want to play the story and be done. And Right. I don't, I'm not super interested in this story right now. So I don't know. We'll see if I finish it. I know our friend of the show, B daddy, he finished it and he had mixed thoughts on it. So I may rely on his mixed thoughts and just keep playing mm. the games that are coming out that I'm interested in. And if I, yeah, I've heard of, I've heard of a lot of bugs from a couple of people, one person playing it on PC, one person playing it on series X and, I was just like, uh, maybe I just wait a little bit. Let's not go far even try it. I haven't ran into I'm not bugs. in the mood for well, for that. that's not true. I ran into one thing where I got stuck in a wall. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I like button mashed my way out of it. So that worked. But yeah, I'm just the story is just not as interesting to me. And there's just enough of it that the gameplay loop is not ultra satisfying either for me. So those are the two big things I look at in a game. Like I can get through a bad story if if the gameplay loops fun and I can get through some bad gameplay if the story is interesting and neither of those are just stand- like they're okay. It's just, yeah, yeah. And I don't have the time to dedicate to, to get through a game that I'm just feeling yeah about. Right. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, that's it for me. Um, and what I've been playing, uh, we love to hear what you're talking about, what you're playing about. So please come join us on the tagcast we'd love to have you on to chat about anything so if you're interested hit me up in the discord hit hop up we'll get you on the show all right hop it's been a couple weeks since we've last talked there's been some news um the big news i i I don't think this is going to be enough for you at least not enough yet i'm holding on to that word yet but according to the head of live performance for 343 interactive the Halo drought is over. They have finally figured out how to keep up with a seasonality is the word he keeps using and not make it six months long to make it short enough and have enough content coming in those seasons starting today. Today launches season three of Halo th- Halo Infinite and it's all fixed, man. It's time to come back. It's time to come home to the best of the best. In terms of first-person shooters. Are you ready to finish this fight, sir? No. Ah, damn. I tried. <laughs> All right. Sorry, well, man. Either way, they seem pretty confident. Like, imagine somebody advertising that they had a really good cheeseburger, and every time you'd go, it would be like half a cheeseburger. It would be burnt every time you went. And so you just gave up. That's where I'm at with Halo, with the current Halo. Like, I'm done. I gave up. Like, Show me the money, and they didn't show it to me. You know what? If it was a really good cheeseburger and it was only half of it, I'd be willing to try them again if they told me they had the full cheeseburger this time. But I get what you're saying. You know, I I get your point. All right. Next story. This one kind of came out of left field. Uh, yeah, if you're talking about the one that I'm seeing here, I saw that today too, and I was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" So <laughs> it, it's like been, and I don't really do a lot of rumors on on this show because I like, and I don't really want to perpetuate things that may not be true. But this one was really interesting. It is a rumor, and it's coming from a notable journalist slash caster within the Counter Strike community. His name is Richard Lewis, and he's been talking about evidence of Counter-Strike 2. And It better be called Counter-Strike 2 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> uh, and supposedly, he's saying that the beta may arrive as sometime at, in March or April. That this has been on for a while, which is why a lot of people have been reporting that CSGO has been unattended. For a long time because they've been working on Counter-Strike 2. It's supposedly going to run on the Source 2 engine. Which is obviously much better than the Source 1 engine. For a lot of reasons. And 
the reason why this game really or this news article stood out for me was there's several news or insider people that stake their whole reputation on being insiders. You know, Tom Henderson has backed this up with some of his sources. And I mean, he's the guy that, that doesn't care about burning bridges anywhere. He will leak something if he has to. Um, so he also had a really cool, really funny quip in response to it saying that Counter-Strike 2 will be the end of the Counter-Strike ser- series because Valve doesn't know how to count to th- beyond 2. 3. So, <laughs> um, I thought it was funny. But anyways. Yeah, the, no, that's great. That's the, brilliant. The other reason I thought this was interesting was because so many of my early gaming days spent a lot of time in the Counter-Strike world. So... I was like, man, I didn't really play CSGO because it just didn't feel right. But I kind of hope that they... Um, the Xbox 360 port was trash. Yeah. <laughs> so Anyway, I, continue. I kind of hope that this game gets it right and they have a good console port because I'd love to play it and see what it's all about and maybe relive some of those, those days in, on uh, DE Dust and DE Dust 2. So, or... You know, warehouse. Try to think of any of the other maps that those are like the big ones that I can only recall. Warehouse, Dust, Dust Two, Aztec. Yeah, there was Aztec. Wasn't that a map? Aztec. Mm-hmm. There were, and there were a lot of long lost maps that you know, like I in Beta Seven, I liked CS Arab Streets, but nobody else apparently did. They got rid of it pretty quickly. Um. <laughs> oh, I do remember. I miss, yeah. I miss hostage rescue. I loved that mode, even though, like, you know, people do cheap stuff like get all the hostages and get them to the. Do you remember the map oh, yeah. that was in like the canyon with the mansion and everybody would get the hostages yep. and put them up top and you couldn't get them out of there and it would just turn into team deathmatch? But that was fine. That was part of the fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a blast with that game. Um, so much fun. You know, and that's, I think, one of the reasons why when you introduced me to that heist mode in uh, Black Ops 4, I was like, this just brings back uh, all those good vibes of Counter-Strike. So, yeah. all right. Well, that was interesting. Also, Stig Asmussen, the director of Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi uh, Survivor, he was talking with Ryan McCaffrey on podcasts on the podcast unfiltered and it's a really great show if you listen to a lot of podcasts I really suggest you listen to he's done some really great interviews and I was listening to this the other day and he was talking about how when he when they pitched Jedi Fallen Order their Lucas Films was like all right so what are you gonna do for the next game and they were kind of taken back and he had to kind of come up with some, you know, darts at the wall for a little bit. And then uh, as they were working on the first game, they were already working on the overall story of the second game. And then he kind of, I feel like he alluded to that, you know, he saw this as a trilogy, like all the star Wars great movies have been uh, minus a few, but you know, my point, they sees it as a trilogy, and they're already talking about the ideas for the third game, which 
we all know that the second game, Survivor, has not come out yet. And it it is definitely on my, and I want to, I don't want to speak for you, Hop, but I will here in this moment, yours top list uh, of what of games coming out here very soon. So, yeah, I'm waiting to see more. It's definitely on my uh, on my radar for sure because I love the first one. Oh yeah, I mean I've already pre-ordered this one, so I will be playing it at launch because I thoroughly loved the first one and waited too long to play it. So now I'm going to just be full speed on the second one. And from what I've heard, the previews and everything have hit really well for for a lot of people. So yeah. A trilogy. How do you feel about that? Having three games in this series. Okay, cool. I think that'd be cool. As long as they're all quality games. I really do think Cal Kestis is a pretty cool character um, in the Star Wars universe. And I'd be curious to see how he, you know, where they take his story and how they keep it, keep his story going forward in the timeline. Because it's technically canon, correct? Uh, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, it would be sure is. curious how they do that because he's alive during the time of Darth Vader. So, well, there's a lot. I mean, they there's a lot of space, yeah, literally to play with. So, they can have that going on. And that's, I mean, I remember when they first, um, you know, when they started showing the Clone Wars animated series and we got like, you know, Asajj Ventress and I was like, wait, how is there another dark side or a Sith? But she wasn't a Sith. She was just a dark side user that was trained by Dooku. So she technically wasn't a Sith, right? So the fact that some of the Jedi escaped the purge, which they, you know, showed happen in Clone Wars and in Rebels. So they've, they've let that kind of go that, that, as powerful as the Empire was, they couldn't kill all of the Jedi that yeah. were around. Well, I mean, they they really leaned into that in uh, Obi-Wan, right? Right. So, yeah, it, with the sisters, the nine sisters, right? There's nine um, of them, right? Yep. Okay. I believe. But, yeah, the whole... It'd be interesting to see how they, they keep going with the story and see if Cal... Out survive, out survives, survives past the empire, and maybe you know we can get a little bit of his story beyond what the empire is, and something that's maybe not empire related. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, right. All right. My next story also comes from a studio that is mostly known for their Hitman franchise, IO Interactive, and. I've always been a fan of the Hitman games. Uh, haven't played them all, but most of them. Every time I've played them, I've had my fun. So I'm really curious as to what they're doing with this new online fantasy RPG. And it'll be interesting to see because I don't think they've really ever done an online game before. I'm trying to rack my brain. No, I don't think they have. I, all the Hitmans have been relatively like they've had online components, but not necessarily anything that. Yeah, was... and, and going to a fantasy RPG—that's that's quite a switch. It's awesome. It's yeah. just, it just seems seems kind of um, different. 
out of out of their wheelhouse. I mean, we have currently, you know, the rumor that Playground Games is working on a Fable game, so I guess it's not all yeah. that. But they said that this different. is inspired by the fighting game books like Fighting Fantasy that let readers choose their own own path. I don't know anything about Fighting Fantasy, but never read them. Yeah, so it'd be kind of cool to have maybe a choose your own adventure online game, right? Mm-hmm. All right. The developer Square Enix is, you know, some of their, you know, higher level people in some interviews talked about uh, Final Fantasy 16 and how it's, you know, pretty much only going to be on PlayStation for now. And that if a PC version comes out, it's going to be a while. It may, it definitely won't be, you know, six months, you know, right after it releases on PS5. And they're making the claim that the, you know, the SSD and the and the speed transfer speeds and all that has a lot to do with it. But it'll be interesting to see how long it takes to get come to PC. We can already assume it probably is not coming to Xbox ever at all since... No, uh, I'm pretty sure that, that Sony has thrown a nice few dollar yeah, bills at locked Square. It down. Square. Square has pretty much axed any of their current games for release on xbox yeah well and i think that just may get worse especially with square being involved Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. either way i never played 15 and maybe i'm part of the problem maybe if i played 15 square would have been like hey you know what fenrir we saw that you you played 15 we're bringing 16 it's all my fault i'm sorry every xbox player out there i i apologize for that all right, now moving on to a franchise that's near and dear to you and me, uh, Call of Duty. We've talked about before how Call of Duty was going to kind of take a sort of a break from the yearly annual release. And well, yeah, they they never ever announced it. Yeah, announced or or insinuated. Said insinuated. I don't even know if they, I think everybody thought that they were going to do a two year cycle because there was no announced title and because Treyarch's game wasn't going to be coming out until 2025. So I think everybody just thought that, uh, or 2024 is Treyarch's next game, but fall 2023 was just going to be a continuation of the current game because Last year, fall 2022, was Sledgehammer with with uh, Vanguard. Vanguard. Yeah. So, right. So getting on to the story, right, They it's been leaked that we're getting sort of a pseudo expansion. It's a new Call of Duty game that's going to expand the current Modern Warfare 2, sort of, but not really. It's still going to be its own game. I think it's going to integrate with the current Warzone but um, it's going to have its own campaign and probably its own weapons and um, but it's Sledgehammer Games again. Now, the one thing that I kind of am excited about this is if this game really has a good 6v6 meta, changes up the... I don't really like the perk system in Modern Warfare 2, like, really at all. Um, I hate that I can't have Ninja as a perk, and Sledgehammer and Treyarch always give that option. Um, I actually really liked the way, I mean, Vanguard, the perks launched kind of, uh, not so good, but they, they tweaked it based on some of the, um, Call of Duty pro players and, and made it much better later on. So hopefully 
that's my only uh, hope for this. But it is kind of a bummer that instead of getting a content add-on, it's like a whole new game, which is, you know, this is what Activision has been doing for years based on what EA did for years with the Madden series. So I'm not surprised. Yeah. Well, it, I think I was excited because, you know, I like the Modern Warfare storytelling, even though Modern Warfare 2 was a little all over the place, a little jumpy in the way the story was told. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I was kind of excited to see what they would do in, with a small expansion for it. But it sounds like from, I believe it was Jason Schreier that even you know, drop this nugget that it's going to be obviously a con- it's going to be a continuation of what is going on in that world. Well, will it follow soap or ghost or um, what's his name? Price. I don't know, but it's going to continue at least in that same era, the same group of people or s- similar groups of people. If anything, it sounds like so, We'll see what happens. I mean, I I just I think one of the reasons why Call of Duty has kept its longevity was because of the different styles of game that came out between the three studios. You know, Modern Warfare was yeah. Infinity War. I mean, if you don't like one of the particular styles, you don't have to wait too long for the next one to come yes. out. I mean, I I prefer the Treyarch games a hundred percent. That'll be like a really nice day when when we finally get a new Black Ops game. But I've been enjoying the current one quite a bit. Yeah, um, yeah. and I will probably get this new one. I'm sure because <laughs> you can't say no because, because they're fun and it's I mean value for the dollar. I get a lot of I get a lot of value for the dollar out of these do. games. <laughs> you do, and I just wish that I don't know. It, I feel like there's just so many games now that I'm interested sure. in. And I can't well, and that's, keep up with and all. play what play with play what you love. Like we always yeah. say, like you know, I'm I'm not telling everybody you gotta play this game. I'm telling you, I'm playing this game. If you're playing it, come join me. Yeah, definitely. And that's how. Uh, we but roll. next, next, yeah, that is how we roll it. Next, uh, there was a leak on a shareholder meeting about a game that uh, I know Fight Club's pretty interested in. Finn, why don't you tell us about this? Yeah, uh, I feel, I mean, everybody I've heard said, has said this. You know, every tweet, everything has come out and said they feel bad for Ed Boon because, and the team at NetherRealms because the WB... Because they dropped the ball. Yeah, well, they didn't <laughs> drop the ball. The, or whoever the... The, the CEO of WB Financial. Studios or whatever who did his earnings call pretty much was like, yeah, and a one, you know, like five word statement and Mortal Kombat 12 comes out this year, right? <laughs> that now we know officially that Nether Realms is working on Mortal Kombat 12. And if you follow Ed Boon on Twitter, he does, he's been doing like this song and dance for a while now. And everybody knows they're either working on Mortal Kombat 12 or a smaller likelihood of another injustice game. And then finally, like there's like that secret third door option kind of thing that there could be something way out of left field that no one saw coming, but everybody was pretty confident as Mortal Kombat 12. 
And he's been teasing a lot of things and having a good time with it on Twitter. And, and he's been really cool with how he, I mean, he's just a fun follow. So you, you get to see him engage with fans and ask questions and he gets cagey at times, but it, it's, it's pretty cool. But yeah, now that whole team doesn't get to announce a game that a lot of people are looking forward to. And I know that fighting game community is eating very well this year. I mean, you guys get like what guilty gear just came out on Xbox mm-hmm. and many other consoles today. You have, um, street fighter six, obviously here in June. Yeah. And yep. now you'll have mortal Kombat. So, well, hopefully probably a fall release. Speaking of game releases, let's get to those. Uh, let's see. March 3rd, you got your Wo long fallen dynasty. Fantastic game. So uh, far. I saw a bunch of you guys playing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Melon Journey, Bittersweet Memories, March 7th. That's on uh, everything. Halo Infinite Season 3 today, PC and Xbox, you were talking about. Outer Worlds Spacer's Choice Edition, a new updated edition with extra level cap and stuff. Uh, Somebody is saying the saves may not work. This may be like the Shadow of Mordor Game of the Year versus regular edition. Um, I don't think this is going to be on Game Pass. I think they're trying to sell it as... uh, almost like a rebuy for the people that never played it. You know, if you don't own the DLC and you never played Outer Worlds, this is probably the version you want to get. Uh, Cartwrighter Drift, PlayStation, Xbox, that's March 8th. IB on Switch, March 9th. Road to the Mightiest Oni, uh, PC, PlayStation, Switch, March 9th. Fatal Frame, Mask of Lunar, All Systems, March 9th. Peaky Blinders, King's Ransom, PC, March 9th. DC, Justice League, Cosmic Chaos. Uh, this looks like everything. March 10th. Bleak Faith Forsaken. That's PC only. March 10th. Valheim's coming to Game Pass, Xbox, yep. and Xbox Series consoles. March 14th. That was a huge hit on early access PC last year. I know my brother was into it, so now I can finally check it out. Legend of Heroes Trails to Azure PC, March 14th. Dark Pictures Switchback VR. It's a PSVR 2 exclusive, March 16th. Uh, Anno 1800 PS5 and Series consoles, March 16th. WWE 2K23. It looks like everything but the Switch, March 17th. Bayonetta Origins on Nintendo Switch, March 17th. Remnant from the Ashes, the Switch edition, March 21st. Tichia, PC and PlayStation consoles, March 21st. Mighty Doom Mobile, March 21st. Have a Nice Death on the Switch, March 22nd. That seems like an anti-Switch game title. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Storyteller Switch and PC, March 23rd. Here's the day I've been waiting for six months. March 24th, Resident Evil 4 Remake, PC, PlayStation, Xbox. Atelier Riza 3, Alchemist of the End. That's a mouthful. PlayStation, PC, and Switch. No, March 24th. (laughs) EA PGA Tour, March 24th. I heard there might be a slight delay on that. Maybe that that info's right. It was delayed April. Ah, okay. Terra Nil, Mobile PC, March 28th. MLB The Show. This is also, did I hear this right? This is going to be on Game Pass? Yep. March 28th. Last of Us Part 1 gets a PC, or the, the remake gets its PC port March 28th. Crime Boss 
Roque City PC version March 28th. Dredge is PC, PlayStation, Xbox, Switch March 29th. And this is a VR game, I think PC only, Cosmonious High, or whatever you call those things, Oculus. All right, friend. Well, that was a, that was, that was a lot. Um, I mean, it's only going to get busier. Only going to get busier. Only getting busier. Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and, and tell people that if you like fighting games and you like to hang out on Friday nights and have a beverage or two or eat some snacks, talk some shit with some people and have some fun playing fighting games, then you should join our Fight Club role on the adultgamer.com Discord server and check out our fight night. Uh, we've been playing a lot of uh, Mortal Kombat 11 king of fighters 15 we still go back sometimes and play some killer instinct there's some injustice too you know lots of because there's lots of fighters on sale this week on xbox for you people that are interested um fen how is the first thursday halo months going yeah we officially launched it back in february relaunched it in february and we got together again uh, this last week, but we're also getting together this Thursday because of season three. Season three. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, so, uh, I want you guys to have fun. Yeah. You, you, one day, one day you'll join us, right? No, no. Okay. All right. Yeah. Halo first Thursday of the month or this Thursday on the, what was it? The 11th. Nope. Math is hard for me right now. Uh, ninth, the ninth, the ninth, yes, <laughs> the ninth, and we're gonna get together and have some fun. We, if we get a big enough party, we'll throw in some customs and do some silly shenanigans. But we might just do some Slayer, do some big team battle, have some fun, have a beverage, have a snack, like you said earlier, Hop. But yeah, Halo is definitely gonna happen on the first Thursday for a while, and then if you know more people show up and we get more turnout, more people wanting, we may add a couple more Thursdays here. So, yeah, well, Hop, I mean, that kind of does it for this week. We had a, quite a few news stories and lots of games to talk about that are coming out. Uh, usually, we like to get a little deep dive in, but you know, we're gonna take a little break from that and come back to that on our next episode. So, until then, you know, Hop. Any final words, anything you want to share with the world, the internet, about the adultgamer.com? Um, just that it's an awesome gaming community. And uh, if you'd like to learn more, check us out at theadultgamer.com. If you want to check out some of my other projects, you can follow me on Twitter at Futurist Retro. You can also check out my other podcast on Rubination's Radio Network.com where I host a show called Retro Futures Culture where we talk about sci-fi, cyberpunk, video games. Um, we covered the Metro game series pretty recently with you, Fen, and uh, trying to cook up some other episodes right now. What about you, sir? Yeah, you can just check me out here at theadultgamer.com as well as on Twitter at thefenrear765. I don't really post a ton, uh, but every now and then I like to kind of give my thoughts on what I'm playing and what is going on with things I am interested in. So, until then, we are the TagCast. I am Fen, he's Hop, and we are glad you listened to us for another episode. But until the next time, we will catch you on the flippity flip.